0: Okay, (laughs) welcome back ladies and gentlemen to the end with adam it is your host adam and i got davin back on here again i'm so sorry for the audio quality unfortunately this is how i've got to do it when i've got a guest on the show but you'll get used to it in a few minutes you won't even notice that it's not as good as my other episodes in just a few seconds in two three and now we can get back to it davin you're in mexico We were just talking last episode about how you don't like resorts because I was in a resort this past weekend, or actually this past week. I was in Florida while and out going absolutely stupid. You already know what all that is. That's in the last episode. This episode, we're going to move forward from Florida, talking future, uh, and literally future, the rapper. We're going to talk about him at some point because we were just listening to him. Davin, what would you
1: say is your favorite future track? Oh, man. Um uh, I'm the plug. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, that's probably really on thinking. the plug. Yeah, yeah, really on the plug. So you I'm so
0: so you would say that project where you was kind of
1: kind
0: yeah. of where you started with future, right?
1: I the guess I mean like
0: I started with DS twelve or DS two. D S twelve. DS two. So yeah, because that was me too. It's like I first I heard DS two and I was like, this is good. I see what this is, I like what I'm hearing, but it didn't stick. You know, it was just like music, and I was like, yeah, listen." It, um, I'm trying to think like,
2: when would we have actually been informally introduced to Future? Because he was riding with like OVO for a while, wasn't he? Because I remember like in some of old, uh, some of Drake's old songs, like he would reference Future,
1: but like, well, Drake Future and, Future and Future
0: always collaborated, but they were never on the same label. Like Future always had his like Atlanta free band gang, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Drake always had OVO sound after he left Cash Money. But there was, I think it was like right he left cash money that he would like it was kind of drake without a home for a couple of years he didn't have like before he built up his own label and was his own guy he was kind of just you know on a bunch of other rappers songs um, and future was a guy that he kind of uh, you know literally like made I would say like split albums like I wish they had a name for you know how like when uh, Kanye and Jay-Z collab they call themselves the throne I wish yeah. Drake and future would do that so we could we could call them something or like or you know, yeah of course something because it's like drake and future like when you say drake and future people in their brains like scatter like they go to either what they like about drake or what they like about future but they've made enough projects together where they are one when they do something they're one sound you know like drake yeah. does his thing future does his thing and it perfectly meshes together you know like drake's obviously going to sing the hooks future's going to sing the kind of ad-libs or the sort of refrains of the song, like they perfectly complement each other, yeah, especially for a radio hit. So, what's your favorite? So, your favorite Drake future song is On the Plug, and what's your favorite? Just know, one? my favorite one would definitely be uh, Life is Good, definitely. Okay, Life is good, okay. Your favorite yeah. Drake future,
2: feature yeah, Life is Good, be like, yeah, on the plug,
0: fair, fair. That I really like listen. on the plug, I really, I really like on the plug. That's a close one for me, but I'll see my. Favorite Future song, Just Future, is Married to the Game. Married to the Game, it's only two minutes and 14 seconds. Ladies and gentlemen, go and listen to it. Even if you don't like trap music, go it's a beautiful song. It really is. It's courageous. Uh, it's a courageous song. Um, but yeah, listen to Married to the Game by Future. Future and DJ Asco, um, Well, DJ Asko's, and Future's joint album. I forgot the name of it. It's on YouTube. But uh, yeah, Davin, what else are were- we listen to a little bit of Young Thug, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So when did you first hear Young Thug? Uh,
2: what was that one song with T.I.? Um, if It Ain't, oh. it ain't About the Money?
0: Yeah, yeah, Ain't About Money. That was the first no. time I heard Young Thug as well, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> fucking blew me away. I, mean,
2: I think Quincy put me onto it, and I was like, oh my god, this is insane.
0: Yeah, that song blew everything out the water when I first heard it. I mean, it was on repeat. It was just on repeat. Like everyone liked it. It was a song you'd hear at every party. It was my freshman year of college, first semester song. So for me, I don't li- really listen to it anymore because it's like I was such a little ass kid. All of my memories of that song. I was such a little boy pants wearing as uh uh, uh, uh Sperry's Maryland uh, ass nigga at that time. <laughs> you know, oh, I just go on. I- I literally just got off the boat. I just docked the boat,
1: wrapped the boat up, took the Sperrys oh. off, picked them up. Bears were uh, fucking yeah. back. <laughs> Do you? When was the last time you rocked Sperrys? I never, you, never had a pair. Stop
0: that. Yes, you did. Not, I never had a pair. Stop that. You I did have, have a pair of moccasins. I did have a pair of moccasins. Listen, if you, if you live pair. in Maryland, at some point, you either own moccasins or sperries. Like yeah. at some point, um, I was just like moccasins.
1: Was so fucking
0: comfortable, I couldn't get over it. <laughs> moccasins.
2: I it was, was never, like,
0: I was never a mock guy. That's the name of this yeah. episode. I was never a mock guy. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna write that down so I remember it. It was so like I just, it was like wearing an extra pair of socks. It. I mean, I never, I never had it. it was, I was a Sperry's in the summer, you know, but with the little mm-hmm. mini
0: socks, you know, the little the board mini shorts socks. The, yeah. yeah, Yeah, and then the board shorts, bird dogs later. That was later. Before bird dogs, we were in before motherfucking Vineyard Vines and before Abercrombie, there was Hollister. There was the Hollister short shorts. They existed before all the other short shorts existed. They were the first short shorts you could get at the mall I know this because I was at the mall trying to get short shorts. So I know this. They weren't even Back at H&M here. yet. They weren't even at H&M yet. They were only at Hollister. The right kind of, the, you know what kind of short shorts I'm talking about. Of course.
2: It was an East Coast staple.
0: Or Maryland staple.
1: I didn't say it's a the East Coast first
0: staple. place you could cop that at the mall was at Hollister. The, the khaki colored short shorts with no pockets on the side. Because you remember, we were rocking cargo shorts the summer previously that was t- 2009 summer we were we were rocking the car- cargo shorts right
1: i still rock cargo shorts and cargo pants
2: man people people hit knock on me for it but i'm just like you're fucking stupid <laughs> these are so it's like, very...
0: mut- uh, yeah <laughs> they're so useful <laughs> i mean i i remember storing my phone and my headphones and all this shit in my cargo shorts i remember having you know white yeah. light- And yeah, cargo shorts made. Fucking, you know, anything. No medicine. uh, You can't rock that anymore. You can't wear that 2020. No,
2: you know what's funny, man? I see Europeans, like European girls wearing uh, cargo pants, and I'm like, mm
1: hmm. Mm hmm. Who started that, though? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I
0: think the only people who still wear Hollister and shit, I'm pretty sure, are Europeans. They don't know that that shit is dead. They Mm -hmm. still rock that. But they have so many, one thing I noticed in the Netherlands, dude, and I don't know if it's like this in Mexico, maybe it is, like there is so many more menswear, like fashion, like for men, kind of like shopping places to buy clothes in Europe than there are in America. Like in America, I I don't get it. (laughs) Nah, dude, nah. In the Netherlands, there was like, okay, so like if you go to the mall, right, there's like what, like eight stores that are just for women, and then there's like three stores that are just for men. Yeah. right in the Netherlands it's pretty much equal i'd say there's like eight stores like eight like different fashion designers that are men's couture so they have like a fashion that's like if you're a dude that likes that's like like a you think you're james bond or like uncharted or like a fucking <laughs> secret agent type guy like they have that kind of clothing and then it's like if you want to dress like urban and like you know with like uh street fashion they have that store then if you want to dress like you're in, you, you know you're an old fucking retiree they have that store and you know like Whereas I feel like in America they just have like literally what Express, Agent H- M, and then like Tommy Bahama. And then Gap. I feel like that's it for dudes. Unless you want to go to like Barney's or you wanna go to like really high end expensive shit. You know, they don't just have a bunch of different I mean now they do, but I mean classically. Now yeah. that you can get anything anywhere, you know, but classically. Yeah.
1: I but remember yeah, back use-
2: um, when the Columbia Mall like a lot of the stores like PacSun and Hollis do that. They didn't put tags on their clothes. No. Nope. The- <laughs> yep. It's white. It off, all-
0: slipping. Yeah. Ooh. That was like what? Eighth grade? Eighth grade summer going into ninth grade or something. We would go to the mall. We'd take the bus. Oh my God. Our yeah. little our little village to the like Columbia Mall. Uh, and it was, what, like, a 45-minute bus ride?
1: Even yeah, like though it was only, hour.
0: like, a 15-minute... Yeah, it was a 15-minute drive, but somehow it was, like, a 45-minute two-hour bus ride. We just stopped all over the entire, like, uh, suburb. And then the final stop was, like, the downtown area, which in the mall. And uh, we would go over there, and so one of us, just one of us, would have to actually really buy something. So, like, it was, like, Miranda, or when I was with you, it would be, like, one of us. Then we'd have one bag, and as long as you have one bag from one store, you're good. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people, they'll come to malls with like a bag from a from a store that doesn't exist at that mall, and they'll like wonder why they got caught shoplifting. They first buy <laughs> something and then shoplift, like you know. Uh, so yeah, that was one so like, or something. It's like yeah, come on now, right, right, yeah. It was that was that was really our little fun that we would have and it was it was a rush man just getting just walking out of that store clean you know you got like eight pairs of jeans and you're ready to go (laughs) i'm like yo i'm gonna just hit the chick-fil-a and i'm gonna dip oh my god i miss so much yeah they don't have uh, they only have one in michigan i'm pretty sure chick-fil-a i don't really eat chick-fil-a regularly um i did a lot in california and then Louisiana, I had a lot of Chick-fil-A. So I think I've had my fill of Chick-fil-A because in Maryland, that was like one third of my diet with Chick-fil-A. You got to get your full, man. Yeah. I remember we went, when you were in San Diego, we went to Chick-fil-A two times in one day. We went, <laughs> you for the first full day that you were here, because remember, you came at night. And then the next day, I took off of work, remember? And then we yeah. just woke up, and then I drove you around where I lived in San Diego, just feel like a dream didn't it feel like we were in 1983 or something like yeah. why were we somehow both six foot four with perfect smiles and uh <laughs> yeah. bleach blonde hair how did that happen surf boys yeah that was weird that we became those guys that's what we were in san diego like it's just like naturally become when you're living in that area man it was very posh <laughs> it was we were right in la jolla remember <laughs> we were on la jolla beach
2: no, we went to that coffee shop in like the morning. It was like 7 o'clock, and you were telling me about Mexican prostitutes in Tijuana. And I was like, yo.
0: <laughs> it was straight up 8.30 a.m. in the morning. The only place open in Malhoya Village was that little coffee shop. We go in there, and I was sitting down. And I'm like, yeah, man, because I, I just came back from Mexico. I literally remembered that I just came back from Mexico as I sat down to tell you that story. So I kind of forgot where I was and what time it was. I was just so excited to tell you. And I was like, no, dude, actually, I was just in Tijuana, remember? I was like, I was just in TJ. And then you were like, what were you doing? And I was like, oh, me and all my work buddies, we went to this whorehouse. And then I said that really loud. Remember that? And then it was just me and you in the restaurant.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the two ladies yeah. that worked there. Yeah. <laughs> Mine,
0: the, the cashiers. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, um, man. I can't even imagine what must have been going on through her head.
0: Oh, God. We- <sighs> We were crazy. I was crazy, but um, yeah, man, that was a great time. It was awesome to be able to see you there because that was a good, a good kind of uh, time for me. And also, San Diego is beautiful. Like that's my favorite city in California. It shits on L.A. San Diego shits shits on L.A. In terms of what you like about California, like when I hear about Southern California, like L.A. has those things, but they're either in the suburbs or far away from like where I live. Like I lived in the city of L.A. So, if you're in the city, it's not that comfortable. It's really kind of a shitty place. If you live out in the outskirts in the nice areas like Santa Monica, or if you fucking live, you know, even further out like on the west side of LA, like, yeah, things are really nice and cool, but that's not, it's everything's a drive. You're not um, yeah. central to anything, you know? My so, actually
2: from Santa Monica.
0: Yeah, Santa Monica's great. Santa Monica's the place yeah. I would live if I had to go back to LA, but San Diego had a great size. It's so the perfect-sized city. Like we could get all all around the number. We went downtown, uptown, all, midtown. We went to all the towns in one day with like minimal travel. We had a few traffic jams here and there. I mean, it's California. What are you, you going to do? But it wasn't like L.A. in any way. It was totally fine. There's still homelessness, sure. I mean, also, too, the beaches are way more accessible. Did we walk? Um, remind me if we went to pb pacific beach
1: i don't remember the name of the place
0: did we hit pb i think we hit or I may have at that time I may have been anti pb because it's very ecology so i may have never showed you that part but i definitely took you to ocean beach which is my favorite strip san diego anybody that's uh, going to san diego soon i believe it's newport ave is the road but just go to ocean beach type in ocean beach san diego and uh, it'll take you there. Best part of San Diego, best bars, best downtown nightlife. It's great. Check out that area. But uh, yeah, man, it was great seeing you in California.
2: Yeah, I love visiting. You know, mm-hmm. but you're me coming back full time, to live long Beach, like a uh, long time ago. what you say? Still, me and my mom used to live in Long Beach a long time ago. I was still kind of a baby, like
0: maybe yeah. four years old, four or five. You told six. Me about that Long Beach, right? Yeah. 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 Long Beach is cool. I went there for a work thing one time. Um, it's really there's a there's a really pretty part of Long Beach area, but it's like 45 minutes from downtown LA where I
1: live. So it was, it was pretty out of the fucking way. I only went one time. Yeah. No, Cali. So I don't know, know if I'm like Cali's great. And I don't know if I would
0: live there, but you know. Right, no, it was it was definitely great, and like I could I could go back there and I could live there. Like it was fine. Like I, I wasn't I I wasn't losing my mind or anything. But I couldn't live there under COVID. Like it's got to, things have to go back to normal for me to move back to LA. There's no point in living there if you can't be outside every day. But uh, I mean, the listeners know that they've been listening to my podcast since I started it during COVID with you on on the first episode. So. Hey, this is well-tread territory for the, uh, for the for the pod here. But yeah, what else are we going to talk about, Devin? Um,
2: I don't know. You wanted to talk about a little bit about Mexico, I guess, and you wanted to yeah, talk just about your travels. Yeah, because you mentioned oh, yeah. like resorts, and I was saying I don't like going to resorts because uh, yeah,
0: that was what that was what I wanted to compare and contrast. This episode was like, I mean, I don't love resorts, but like I would rather go to a resort than like just go on an adventure whereas i feel like you go on adventures like you just will up, link up with people and just be like yeah we're gonna like, climb to this mountain or see this water that's it's such a
2: beautiful thing like going to a random place either by yourself or maybe with like a mate or something and uh you know you meet like random people that are well they're traveling there or they're from there or whatever and they always like lead you down these crazy paths, these crazy adventures, um, and they're just doing something that you would never really expect.
0: Isn't it strange planned. when you're traveling and you meet somebody that like is exactly the kind of person you need to meet, if that makes any sense? Does yeah, that make any it, sense?
2: Yeah, it definitely does. It's a very like romantic thing.
0: Not necessarily,
2: yeah, yeah but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not. <nice. laughs> it's the
0: kind of thing that makes you believe in magic when you travel enough and you and you just meet strangers and these really interesting people that like take you into these like sort of back alleys of the world the church but you almost go backstage like there's the front stage of the world and then you will meet people from an area or you'll meet locals and then they'll take you to the sort of the back stage of the areas that you missed or that you didn't even notice because you're not from there and like that's the sort of like magic of like meeting a local or meeting a stranger you know because they can show you things that you would have never have considered like they're not on your frequency you guys didn't plan it so yeah man i i, I bet there's probably a lot of stories you've got care to share uh,
1: well one time
2: this isn't this wasn't in mexico i was actually in croatia and first and foremost like if you ever get the chance if any of you ever get the chance to go to croatia please go Croatia is one of the most beautiful places in Europe I've ever seen. It it doesn't, you know, like you're there and you don't even feel like you're in Europe. You, you feel like you're in some kind of magical land with crystal clear water and <laughs> really interesting people and sights. Then uh, I think it was in Dubrovnik where they filmed a lot of um game uh, the Game of Thrones series. Oh, really? yeah, so like a lot of that show was was shot in Croatia. so that can you know, that just gives you an idea cool. of of how scenic uh, the place can be. But anyway, the story is like, um I was there with my family, and this what was leading into the night, I wanted to go out, and of course, you know, they were they're old, they stayed home. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just went out by myself, was uh, walking down the strip. I'm trying to remember I think it was Havar. I think I was in Havar, uh, which is H-V-A-R. Uh-huh. And it's basically this big, um, it's it's like a, a harbor sort of. Mm-hmm. So along this harbor, there's a bunch of like bars, clubs, everything. So I was like bar hopping a bit, uh, met a few people, <clears throat> but then I don't know, like I wasn't really having like such a great time. Um, right. People were being a little bit like standoffish. So right. I was like, all right, whatever, I'm just gonna go home. Like maybe it just wasn't a lucky night. Yeah. So like I'm on my way walking back home and then, like this, these these three guys uh, pass me, and like, hey man, hey, uh, duh, 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 uh, do you know where we can get some coke? And I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm not from here. Bro. Uh, I was like, okay, come with. I, I, <laughs>
1: and I was yeah.
2: Just like, I mean, I'm not gonna take any, but like, I'll ride with you. It's whatever. I was actually just about to go home, but you guys seem like a few interesting characters. And uh, let's uh, see like where this leads me. I, lo- I love. I love
0: this. mentality me. <laughs> it's like. Let's see what these guys are gonna are gonna end up <laughs>
2: in prison, in a Croatian prison. Yeah. Let, let's um, see how
0: this how this story ends. Like that. That's yeah, the that, one you tune it into.
2: It was like a very that. questionable decision, but you know, like I was down on my luck, and I just wanted to fucking see where this would go. So anyway, right. started talking to this one guy who was half Moroccan, half Canadian, and he was like, "Yo, hold up, let me talk to you real quick." And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And he was like, "Bro." Thank you so much for riding along, because I did not want to fucking hang out with these guys. Let's just go do something else. I was like, all right, what? yeah, sure. Yeah, so he, like, I guess the two guys that he was with, like, they kind of pulled a, a, a similar play that they did with me. Like, just yeah. like randomly passed and was like, hey, we're going to go to some code. Come with us.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. just
2: super fucking sketchy. And the guy was like, yeah, that's not the move. Let's just, uh, right. yeah, let's, let's, let's just go some code. <laughs> I was right, like, all right, right cool. what did you have in mind? He was like, well, I heard about this club that's, like, on an island. And I was like, what do you mean? Like yeah, there's a club that you have to take like a ferry to get to, but it like we take it from here, like along this um along this port. I was like, yo, let's fucking go. That sounds that sounds lit. Um, so we walk over to like where the the where you board the, the little ferry thing. We meet a bunch of like Spanish people, um, Portuguese people. Uh, I think a couple of like a French were there too. It was just a bunch like a group of internationals. Um, right. and me and this one guy, we we really hit it off like Ben. I still, I still send him messages every now and again to this day, just being like, "Hey man, I hope all is well." Yada yada. Right. Like he was such a cool guy. Yeah, let's um, go. So anyway, we hop on this ferry and we we take like a 20-minute boat ride to this island, and I shit you not, the island in and of itself is a fucking club. Like you get you you uh, you board, hit the port, you jump off the boat, and you walk up, and there's like a, a guy at a ticket booth. You pay x amount of money to get to to get your ticket your bracelet so you can go inside then you walk up these stairs it's like up this giant hill and there's this giant like uh wooden window but or not a window sorry a door like a gate uh it almost looked like a castle so they swing this open and suddenly you're in this insane club environment uh it it felt like a visa or something what yeah and uh, there were a bunch of, you know, different, like, bars and, like, like, like kind of like tiki stands where they were serving drinks and whatnot. It was almost impossible for me to get a drink because the wait was so long and, um, yeah, it was whatever. But, man, it was crazy just because I had never been to a place where literally the island itself was a club.
0: The whole it, island. The, the whole island. island. That's crazy. Yeah. That, 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 like, doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I
2: wish I remember the name of it because man it was it was such an incredible experience and uh, we pretty much stayed there until like uh, sunrise you know right um, but yeah no it was great it was great so it was but moments like that where you just meet a random person and then you get thrown into this crazy adventure end up at a a truly magical place that you never even heard of or would have considered going to or yeah just you were completely uninformed ignorant to its entire existence And you end up getting there and you have the time of your life, you know. And shit like that that makes traveling so worth it.
0: Oh yeah, man. I I totally, I totally agree. And it's like it's those things that you'll forget and then re remember from time to time, you know. Mm -hmm. Because it's so outside of your normal life that like it doesn't fit in your memory bank as well as other memories. So like I'll I'll be really happy sometimes because I'll remember like, oh yeah, I did do that shit in Spain. Or like, oh yeah, yeah. wasn't that really cool club in Paris? Like that was, that was interesting. You know, like there's always like I always have this little like blip in my mind of like something that I did that was cool like five six years ago, and it, it's just it's a nice thing to have in, in, in your memory bank, you know. And that's why For I always sure. and you don't you don't have to go all the way to Croatia, you know. Like the, this country is so big in itself in America. Like you can see so much great shit out here. That like it is worth it when you're back to your normal life because it, it really yeah. it really keeps you going. It's it's a great disruptor. one thing
2: I still really want to do in the states is like uh, not necessarily a backpacking trip, but like a road trip. You know, from coast to coast. Some oh shit yeah, yeah. We'd we'll do like in the '70s and whatnot. I'd right. love to do that and just go to like all the
0: nature spots. You know, all the like the yeah. national parks. CJ my- drove across uh, the country. I, I think did he? so did Seth. Yeah, so did Seth Singer. Shouts out to Seth. Yeah, because um, Seth, he, he went on some trip and he established some kind of a farm or something. Yeah, well, he didn't, he didn't establish it. I think he just found it, but oh. um, he, he started working at it, but um, I think he pretty much took it over. Um, but when he Damn. first got there, yeah, but when he first got there, he was just working on it. But uh, I don't know how that story happened. I'm sure he's told me and I'm sure it's probably on this podcast when I first interviewed him, but the Audio is so bad from that episode. I don't even know if it's listenable. Probably like this episode. You should get him on again. Yeah. Uh, I should. I, I really should. It's just, it's hard to re interview people about shit you already know about them without, without getting super, uh, what's the word? Just like robotic. Like it's the, it almost, it becomes a, not
1: a real interview. Fair enough. Hold on. Let me try
0: something. Hey, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, but you're a little bit more distant, though.
0: No? Okay, what about now? It's worse. <laughs> Hold on. Just dab and talk.
2: Hey, hey, check, check, one, two, one, two. How's everybody doing today? Happy Sunday. Mm, I don't know. I'm not good at freestyling. I'm being on the spot.
0: So, wait, this sounds worse? It does for me,
2: you know, you you sound like uh, you're a few spaces away from the mic.
0: Because I'm using my USB microphone that's on my computer.
2: Can you just use your computer's internal speaker or mic?
0: I mean, that would be even worse.
2: That's what I'm using. Yeah, Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you.
0: Yeah. Like, this is my internal microphone. Yeah. This is bad for, yeah, this is so bad for the audience. I want to go back to my... <laughs>
2: Whatever
1: you're using before, I, I think I preferred that. Sorry about that, folks. Um. Yeah.
0: I tried, I tried just using my laptop because I was like, it's a better microphone. It's the microphone that I use for the regular episodes that I do alone. Um, and it, and that, that, that mic is like really good. So I was like, oh, why don't I just use that mic and use Discord on my computer? But I guess to you, it sounds bad, huh? That's weird. Yeah, I'm not
2: sure. I mean, maybe uh, Craig would have a better recording of your voice. But how it's coming, yeah. how it's being projected through my speakers, you sound
0: more distant. So I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, well. Okay, guys. Well, <laughs> sorry. I thought we could do, I thought I could just use my computer mic to do episodes uh, wh- where I do interviews with people so that I didn't sound as terrible as I feel like I sound right now. But I guess I'll hear it back when I, because um, I haven't used these headphones. Uh, but I guess I'll.
1: Back and I'll see how bad it is. I think it's fine, but we'll see. But, uh,
0: yeah, what's a crazy story that you had from Europe? From Europe, um, well, we would go to this one particular club that was downtown called El Sombrero. Isn't that interesting?
1: Say, life, is, I don't, yeah.
0: life is a fucking um, matrix, bro. So yeah.
1: We or would go play. to this
0: club in downtown Nijmegen called El Sombrero. It's a Mexican-themed club in downtown Nijmegen in the Netherlands. That's N-I-J-M-E-G-N. The Netherlands. That's where I lived.
1: And uh, we would go
0: there. would probably be like six of us international kids. Um, one Norwegian, one German, one Turkish girl, one, two Irish girls, two English girls and um there were just a couple of assorted others but we would all go to this club and this is sort of the ground zero for all the international kind of things that were happening uh in that downtown area like that club would get packed out on like fridays and wednesdays like when all the kind of university kids were downtown and um we would do some god damn it that's on every episode now it's so annoying anyways uh we would go down there and just party our asses off. I remember me and my Norwegian friend, we went one time we got, um, so the only edibles when I was there that were legal were uh, these little cupcakes and these little like banana bread slices. The banana bread slices would get you off your ass. Like if you were on your ass, they'd get you off. And if you were off your ass, they'd put you on your ass. Whatever you were off or on, it would switch your lights. That's what those uh, edibles would do.
2: I think uh, Germany is oh, starting right. to legalize weed.
0: That's that's interesting. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So we were switching lights with these edibles. We were turn- We were we were on and off, like just sitting there turning the on off switch, and uh, getting smacked. And then we by, by this point we were both complete booze bags. So we'd have to drink an entire bottle of wine each, um, to like get fucked up enough to like actually go out. So we body a bottle of wine, eat two edibles each, bike down to the city center, park our bikes, go into this club and just dance our asses off. And like, it was the only club that played somewhat good hip hop. There was another club, Cafe Van Ryan, on Tuesdays that that had, that had tried to have a hip hop night, but it was hip hop from like 2003. It was like DMX. I mean, stuff I still don't have a problem hearing. But at the time, Future was out and I was trying to show people Future. I was trying to show people, uh, you know, the, the, the what a time to be alive. Uh, mixtape which had come out and nobody liked it. Everybody was like, yeah, this is, I don't get it. Except for this one uh, German girl who I've had on this podcast. She's the only person who had a good taste of music in the entire continent. Marie Dornheim. Shouts out to Marie. She's the only person. Uh, Everybody else had a horrible taste in music. They listened to garbage shit. All their shit was bad. All of it. I can say that now uh, after many years of thinking back. Yeah. The only uh, band that I heard that was cool was from my Spanish friend, and it was Bomba Estero, which I later found from Quincy. So I would have found. Bomba Estero? Yeah, Bomba Estereo. Yeah. yeah, they're Colombian. They're fucking amazing. I heard them in Spain. I think my Spanish friend showed me them. Um, so that was probably the only other good rec- music recommendation I got in the entire continent of Europe. Damn. Yeah, they're no, really yeah, so S- like really, really popular. Yeah, they're they're great. Um uh, uh what's that song, y Cuerpo? That shit slaps. Yeah, that shit slaps. absolutely bangs off. Shouts out to Bombay. Um,
2: the band came to Mexico to perform in Mexico City, uh, I think like at Chapultepec or something. And yeah. she actually came out here like while she was pregnant and did like this wow. whole performance while she was, yeah. She doesn't like maybe Seven or eight months pregnant or something.
0: Holy shit! Man. That's <laughs> dedication. That's dedication. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, they they've got some good music and they're just uh, a really great band, and I really enjoy their music. Uh, I don't know a single word they're saying, but <laughs> sounds great. It's very uh, holistic lyrics. They're, they're very um, yeah. I'm sure.
1: Smooth. I'm
0: sure. So what about Playboy Cardi's Latin audience? Let's talk about that.
1: Unfortunately <laughs> you're he's not
0: uh you're he's a Latin not correspondent. correspondent your M T V news is Latin correspondent. They've just mm-hmm. asked you about Playboy right. Cardi's Latin audience. What's your answer?
2: Um, like certain younger kids that are really into rap music out here. I just met this one kid the other day. He was mm, I think he's like seventeen, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew a Playboy and we were we were jamming out to him. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, younger uh, kids probably, have, like yeah. a lot of like really hardcore rap. And I was like, yo, this is awesome. Um, but most people, like um, you know, the Europeans or Mexicans, they're not really uh into Playboy. Yeah. I tried to put them on and I was like, yo, this is it's this was going to be the future was... of sound, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was trying to explain it. I was like, whether you like this or not, doesn't matter. This is what's yeah. next. This, this is what's next. next. This is what's happening. I was trying to explain it to my French friends, and they couldn't grasp that concept of like, there's pop- popular culture and there's art. But I'm like, yeah. Yeah, popular culture also matters, you know? I'm like, this is popular culture. Like, yeah, this is cool, but it's like not artistic. And I'm like, no, you can think that because it's popular, but it's, it, it is. It's just also, to be popular. yeah, it's very artistic. It's just, they kind of associated it with like pop music. And I was like, yeah, it sort of is. And I see your point. However, oh. it's still its own thing. It's something that was that became mm. a type of pop music because of its popularity, but it wasn't, you know.
2: I mean, it's, it's fair to them, I think, just because uh, it took even Americans a while to, like, wrap their heads around a whole lot of red, you know? It oh, just yeah, it took, sound. It, yeah took it took me a while. And it took most people, like, three lessons at least for them to finally be like, oh, okay, like, I actually, I enjoy this. You know, like, I get you put
0: it. put on a whole lot of red for the first time. Because I remember I told you to listen to it when I was coming yeah. to see you. You well, told me it like, first. like... yeah you know, your first impression? I fucking
2: loved it. Yeah, because you told me, listen to Sky. Uh, the first thing when you wake up in the morning at 8 p.m., 8, 8 a.m. sharp, you know, put on Sky. And it was like, again, it was like the first of the month. Yeah, and the was like, wake up! It's the first <laughs> of the month! And I was like, yeah,
0: let's get <laughs> hype! My boy's about to be here, like, whoa. I'm about to <laughs> dirty my cup. cup. Yo, he says I'm about to dirty my cup.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's me. And I was like, I'm about to dirty my cup. We were getting cups from real dirty in Maryland. Oh, my God, that fucking codeine.
1: <laughs> we yeah.
2: Stupid dirty in Maryland. Yeah. I fucking, Stupid, I passed dude. out. There's, there's no <laughs> way I could have made, the, like, after a few steps of that, I was just, like, done. Yeah. I've I just sunk into this chair. This like reading getting
0: chair. You were getting stuck. I
2: was stuck. Yeah, I was definitely stuck.
0: Yeah, I, well, actually I'm stuck to yeah, I was actually a stuck up kid.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, like we just we literally lived that album.
0: When yeah, we were, we yeah. That's what, what, what people don't really actually understand is that like we lived the
1: good, the bad, and the ugly.
0: We honestly had a full spectrum
2: experience. Well we went to that bar in in Baltimore, and, like it was, that? I don't even remember, man. Like uh, it was like an open bar though. An open bar. Well, not an open bar, sorry. It's the wrong term, but it was like like it was it was the big it was the beer hall, the establishment. It's- but then uh, we got to this one section where everybody was hanging out on the outside.
0: Okay. Everybody it was open air, you know. Baltimore open air. Yeah, that's I- when we
2: first met up with Matt. And uh, Grant, oh,
0: that spot, yeah, yeah, that spot, yeah,
2: yeah. 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 I have no idea what it was there. called.
0: That was like <laughs> sick spot, yeah.
2: <laughs> I was just sitting there, like, I'm because I, I was still afraid of COVID at the time, and I was like, if I don't get COVID here, then this shit isn't
0: real, <laughs> yeah, straight up. We were, <laughs> about, we were, we were straight up body to body with like 200 other people
1: who were exactly.
0: all fucking you know, alcoholics, like, there's no way that they were healthy people. And we all walked out of there. Fine, nothing. <laughs> well, we, we went had, to uh,
2: Matt's place, right?
0: Yeah, we were at Matt's place, Matt had like fifty million people over his crib. It was like seventy. Mm-hmm. That place was like seventy-five floors. Where was, was there with us? It was um.
2: It was Ben, CJ, Quincy was there too, wasn't he?
0: Uh, yeah, QWorks was there. Yeah, we were there. CJ was there. Um, Quincy was definitely there
2: because you could, you were both staying with me.
0: Yeah, we were. All, that we it was literally it. a reunion tour. literally a reunion all of tour. Yeah,
2: that was crazy. Yeah, because I hadn't seen most of those people like Matt in ten him. years.
0: Right, you hadn't seen Matt. Yeah, you hadn't seen Matt. Straight upset, I believe.
2: Since sophomore year of high school, literally, I was like, dude, this
0: is wild. That was great. Yeah, he was happy to he was he was happy to see you. I didn't realize yeah. my microphone was literally <laughs> off. Uh. It was. The, I was using the wrong ear this whole time, so I probably sounded like I was far as fuck away. Sorry about that, guys. That hey, was you good gotta to let know. me know. You sounded fine to me. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see how this recording comes <laughs> out. I feel it's like gonna be
1: some garbage.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean, hey guys, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I'm not an audio fiend. Yeah. I just listen to shit. I don't care how bad it sounds. I listen to really rough audio tracks all the time, and I think it's great. That's why I think uh, some of the some of the magic of "Look at Me Fuck on Me" by uh, XXXTentacion was that the audio clipping was the first time a lot of people had actually heard that outside of SoundCloud, like on the radio. His fucking he hadn't mastered the track, so like bass would come on onto the song. It would like clip because it wasn't, you know, like what was it called done correctly? It wasn't uh produced correctly so that's why you get this kind of like this discordant sound with that particular song uh but look at me by acting was a, really was a uh, defining song do you remember where you were the first time you heard that song dad? i don't i don't remember where i was but i, I remember it was, a banger. was. <laughs> what'd you say it was a banger yeah that absolutely correct um it was a little more than a bang, Damon. I would say that that was absolutely a crack off, right? Like that—that that absolutely cracked off. That split the world in half when that song dropped. It was four years Deep. ago, so I would have been here in Mexico. Yeah, you were, because uh, I was in New Orleans. I was dating Beth at the time. I remember, I was—we—we—we we, we had both heard the song for the first time together, and we both liked that kind of music. And we were both like, "This is a hit." <laughs> but like the- both just, like, before it even got that big. Like, I'd heard it weeks before it, like, got on the radio or everything. Probably, like, four or five weeks before we heard it on SoundCloud. We were like, this is going to be
1: a fucking international hit. Shit. Yeah. I would have loved to see that performed live, man. I know. I, I, I wonder know. how many live performances he really did. Must have been a lot. I mean... He was just pretty much a SoundCloud rapper, and then his career just shot to the roof. But he wasn't—he wasn't ever signed to a label, was he? No.
0: Yeah, he was—he was, no, he was no.
1: independent. Yeah, I don't think he ever
0: actually even got signed. I think it was weird because just the way he was moving for an artist that was making that much money to not have just gotten bobbled up by the industry like that was kind of weird he was still kind of doing his own thing in a way but he was i mean he had industry contacts nobody's really independent like nobody's actually independent you need a distributor you, know, you need to have a, a manager and a, and a label behind you putting your music out they may not have signed you but you have some kind of deal with them you know that you may not be the artist but something's going on yeah.
1: You
2: Apparently, know, he had signed a ten million dollar record label record deal with um, Empire.
0: Like right. Just I know that had, right before he died. Yeah, I know right before he died, he had actually gotten like he went legit, and got his like first real real deal. Ten million dollars. Like, wow. Ten million fucking dollars. Ten Ms, dude. Like from just a kid making SoundCloud beats, and and he was just so fucking talented, man. Like if you listen to his ten, that ten million dollars, like. That's ten million dollars of of money then, right? Like, ASAP Rocky got six million from Sony RCA. Like that, just like you got to almost look at them as like ball players. Like you got to look at like how much they're worth. Like, how much do these do these uh, corporations think that these people are fiscally worth? And it's very interesting when you look at it like that. It's like they were pu- they were putting up bread for Excess and Tassion Empire Records just to own his shit. Just to be like no matter what happens to this dude we're going to here's, here's his legal estate it's 10 million and we just keep any everything that that dude has ever owned which is going to be worth way more than t- over t- you know over 15 years like
1: it's going to net them way more than 10 million so that was not, that was a great deal so. but yeah i don't know man i don't know what
2: a shame uh, yeah. But apparently they were going to be releasing like all of his. Um, I'm not sure if it was just "By City" or like the rest of his SoundCloud content onto Spotify right. sometime in the like ne- next couple weeks or something. I'm not sure if they already done that or when they were doing it. But yeah, "By City" is a great song too. You can just tell he's such a lyricist, man.
0: Yeah, he's got so much to say. Mm -hmm. He had so much to say, man. Like, really, actually deep lyrics and and fucking stories and things to to talk about, you know? He was philosophical. It was incredible for such a young dude to have so much on his his mind, you know?
1: Yeah. Goddamn. Well, who are you listening to uh, nowadays?
0: Who are some up and coming johnny five he's a german rapper he's lit he's got a song called britney spears everybody should check that out johnny five britney spears absolutely slaps off um listen to a lot of d savage a lot of d savage and then uh a lot of still some playboy kanye drake um, and then just random SoundCloud rappers, uh, and then hardcore music and alternative. Like, that's literally all I listen to. Hardcore. The scene. Screamo, dude. And, uh, and then like just random, like, 70s and 80s, and then jazz. I listen to a lot of jazz. I'm a jazz guy, I'm a nerd. Uh, But yeah, that's, I mean, that's about it. SoundCloud rap is probably my biggest genre that I'm like the most plugged into, but not even so much as I used to be. Like, I used to really know where the good music was, but I just nowadays I just cancel the same stuff over and over again. Or I'll go to like a few trusted sources. I have a few that I never disclose. I have a few trusted SoundCloud sources that. Always, if I'm really in a drought and I can't find music myself, I'll go to there. Like, but I look at it as as kind of like cheating, because it's someone el- It's someone else's work of like digging and finding music. So I don't like to uh, do that too much. But if I'm really just in an absolute drought, I'll go to those trusted sources
1: and glean some musical data. But guys, I think we're
0: going to end the episode here because this is going to be a good little chunk of change for everyone. And I do want to make a few announcements. Announcements. And I will make uh, these again. So this won't be the only time you'll hear this. But we are moving to a network, ladies and gentlemen. That's correct. This garbage show, this shitty show, is going to be on a network. It's going to be on our digital We're going to be streaming on Twitch once a week. And I'll have the Twitch links on my Instagram, which is at A underscore B-A-A-R-I. And of course, the links will be up on the website as well, which is www.theendwithadam.com, all one word. And on that, you can go ahead and listen to this podcast with a visual aid. Uh, It won't be me, but we'll have some great uh, visual little short videos. What I'll say is I don't want to give too much away. It's a great experience. If you like listening to this podcast, but you don't want to just hear my voice, or maybe you want to put this up kind of like a screensaver. I do this. While I'm doing something on one screen, which is on my laptop screen, I'll have another screen, which is usually my monitor screen, filled up with, something to look at with something to listen to. Usually it's a podcast with a video element, or usually it's a music with also a video element. Now, with my podcast, you have that video element. It's just going to be on this Twitch uh, stream. So when a Twitch stream goes live, I will, of course, put it out on my Instagram story, and I'll make an Instagram post about it so that you can just go ahead and follow the link on that post to the actual uh, Twitch stream and watch it there for free. Uh, the actual network name is R Digital. Uh, it is a part of the Bones and Precious Collective, and I'll get more into that in later episodes as to what that collective is and what that means for the show. What it means for you guys is more content, more ways to listen, and just better experiences with this uh, with this medium. I could just give you guys podcasts every week that are you know kind of okay and. Just keep going on with my life. But I want to keep advancing this medium and getting it to be something that you can engage with in different ways. So I'll still be putting out the podcast on iTunes, of course. You can always keep me in your pocket and listen to me when you want. But if you want to put me on up on a screen while you're doing something else on your laptop, while you're walking around cleaning your apartment, whatever the fuck it is you do, a lot of you guys practice fucking Levain Satanism. And I know you do. Because I've gotten your emails. So thank you for doing this. But also, while you're practicing that witchcraft, you can be watching my podcast on the stream on Twitch. So this is a great way to support the podcast, get us some numbers, get us some fucking traffic, and you know keep this uh, party going on if you like it. Otherwise, you know I can go fuck myself, and I'll understand that. But anyways, this has been the end, and you've reached the end, and thank you for watching and listening. Uh, because this will be available to watch, again, on the Twitch stream. Notice I have not said what the Twitch stream is, because I want you to go to my Instagram, follow me at A underscore B-A-A-R-I to get at that Twitch stream, which will come out next week, probably midweek. This episode will come out uh, on iTunes, and every other episode will come out on iTunes. However, the Twitch stream will be a great way to listen to backlogged episodes with a visual aid, as well as new episodes with visual aid. Sometimes a visual really
1: might be me, but you gotta to watch to know. All right, guys. You have a great one. I love you.